what is up everybody and listen oh shit i don't know how this is gonna last how long this is gonna last i'm in the mall of america minneapolis actually bloomington minnesota biggest fucking mall i watched all over the mall today couldn't find any batteries not one fucking battery and I don't know if I'm smart enough. Oh, wait. I think I can plug. No. I mean, would this USB fit in there? I mean, we're about to find out, aren't we? I doubt it fits in there. If it fits in there, we're all set. If it doesn't, then we're fucked. And we're fucked. All good, though. We're going to go as long as we can. I've even got something planned. Remember I told you last one? I'm going to start planning a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to start planning. It's gonna be, I'm going to try to stick to at least a skeleton. But I'm going to run out of batteries. So this is going to be like 20, 25 minutes. But fuck it. I'm happy to be here, everybody. So I'm walking around the mall today. And look. I think the mall is obviously great place to bring your kids and oh, you know what else I'm going to do? Uh, because I, I still haven't decided on my high walk yet. I miss it, guys. I miss it terribly. But I also miss my little buddy and I just feel weird every time I go out there. But I'm going to have to get over that shit. I'm going to have to figure out a different way to do it. Maybe I'll high walk around the mall tonight. But I am going to start playing just on shuffle my ipad uh first song up Ooh, the cure love cats um okay so walking around the mall today guys mall great place great place to bring your kids man when i was single and i had no money you know when i was making that a thousand dollars a month living in one room my kids and i used to go to the beverly center all the time because it was a big, controlled environment, you know? Um, and the people at the toy store ended up knowing us. Like, they knew I had no money, and they knew I came in there every Saturday so the kids could play with toys. And they'd, you know, play with toys, and we'd get there early so there wasn't a ton of people. And, you know, I always made sure the kids put the toys back. We used it as a little bit of a playground. But... My kids were always under control. They never ran at other people. You know, they were kids. If they did scream, which they always did when they get excited, I was always like, hey, 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 remember, we're inside, we're inside, inside voices, all that shit. Run around. We would run around the mall. It was like a controlled environment where I could tire them out. And at the end of the trip, we always split a Wetzel pretzel. Cinnamon sugar, motherfuckers. That was the best. The cinnamon sugar. Oh, now and also... Total team Wetzel Pretzel over Auntie Annie. Auntie Annie. And don't, I heard someone call it Auntie Annie. Not Auntie Annie. It's Auntie Annie. A-U-N-T. Aunt. It's not a haunted house. You don't taunt somebody. You taunt them. It's a haunted house. It's called an aunt. Anyways. So, I get it. And in public in general, guys. In public in general. Guess what? Because you're not at your house doesn't mean you don't have to parent 
your children. I cannot listen. I think it's if you want your kids and you're when you leave the house, you think to yourself, "Woo, I can kind of let my guard down a little bit." Cool. But then you have to be okay with the rest of us parenting your kids. If you're taking a little time off, fine. You, everybody needs some time off. You're taking some time off. Well, then it takes a village. Then we all get to say, hey, hey, don't run around here. Hey, don't run into me. Hey, stop. T- don't knock. Don't had a kid knock a drink out of my hand today because r- ran past me. And the parent just went, oh, it's so kids, right? And I go, no, not kids. Your kids. Your kids. I, listen, guys. I've had, like I said, had three kids. In public, it is your job to parent those children. It is not since you're in an enclosed environment because you're in a McDonald's. That doesn't mean because you can see them, you just get to let them run around and ruin everybody else's day. That's the thing. You're not alone in this world. So when you're out there, if you're not going to parent your kid, somebody should be able to. That should be the rule. We give you 10 seconds. Are you gonna, you're parenting? No, you're taking the day off? Cool. Well, then I get to step in here and say, hey, little fuck, go sit down. The rest of us are trying to eat. This is a restaurant. Don't run around the restaurant like this is your living room. You know what I mean? Guys, do your job. Do your job. Do your job. And it's okay to tell your kids to sit the fuck down. It's okay. Maybe not fuck, but it's okay. Anyways, that was, it's one of, oh, guys, song number two. You telling me you're not listening to Parliament? Let's play house. Bringing it. Yeah, guys, listen, it starts young, but you got to teach them that they're not the only people in the world, and the world doesn't revolve around them, and sometimes they can't do the shit that they want to do, and get yourself together. Uh, All that is okay. You know what really helped? Um, honestly, with Jacob with that, he, I put him in martial arts really, really early. And one of the first things they taught them was to crisscross applesauce. So even in um, kindergarten, he could sit on the rug. You know, when the other kids had problems because martial arts had taught him to sit still and just to be okay with sitting there until someone told him to move. It actually worked really well. Also, martial arts was really good for teaching him how to take a test. There's so much memorization. I forgot about that. But yeah, hey, you want to hop your... By the way, this Mall of America is intense with an amusement park in the middle of the best people watching in the world. I saw a mom, a husband, a daughter, and two sons all wearing matching T-shirts. What? Were they matching t-shirts? Kind of. They were all a separate, uh, just the face, separate member of the Avengers. It was pretty awesome. Uh, But the Avengers were walking around the mall today, so that was fun. Um, This Mall of America has every single... Oh, I played that. Downstairs, they have a little carnival, and I played that basketball thing. I made two shots in a row. I've never made one shot. I made two in a row. Nobody I know was there to see it. The worst. I won a basketball. I didn't have anybody to give it to. And it, by the way, so we're in the little kid area, and I was, because I, I had never won, right? And I win. I'm like, yay. But I win a basketball. Well, I'm like, I don't need this. So I try to give it away to people. People think I'm just like 
luring their kid into a van. I'm like, hey, you want a basketball? And the kids are like, don't talk to him. I'm like, I'm not. We're in a mall. Like, I'm just trying to give away this Spider-Man basketball that I won. <laughs> uh, but I'm having a great time here in Minneapolis. Man, the stand-up last night late show was a small crowd. But if you came to that show, that's one of my best shows, man. That really is one of my best shows. I had such I have such a good time sometimes with smaller crowds. But that was a really good show. The music is really coming along. Um I wish I had not been such a pussy and started earlier with the music. I really do. I've told you before the reason I didn't start playing songs at the end of my set was because, you know, I uh, mostly because of the comedy community. You know how much shit guys like Carrot Top get? People who are considered prop comics. And, you know, the guitar is kind of considered a prop. And I've always wanted to be considered like a comics comic. And I'm not. I'm not a comics comic. And I'm not one of the cool kids. And fuck it. I know right when I take the guitar out, people are like, some people are like, fucking guitar. But I promise you guys, they're fun, man. Those songs. There, I get two songs right now that... And you know I don't brag too much about, I'll tell you the honest truth, I get two songs right now that are just fucking crushing. Oh, guys, but you didn't expect this to come out of my little Drake. Furthest thing. Uh, 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 sometimes I'm in the mood for Drake, sometimes I am not. Right now I am not, but I have a very strict no fast forward rule on my... On my shuffle. That way I just can really soak in all the music, man. Sometimes you got to hear shit or see shit. You don't really like that much just to understand more stuff. So I'm sitting through this one. Um, I watched the... Uh, yeah, so music coming along really well. I think I'm going to record an album um, with my buddy Coy Bowles from uh, Zach Brown Band. I, just gotta, I know they're on tour, but we're going to make an album in his little studio... And my buddies Philip and Jimmy from Little Big Town are going to come up and help me write a couple songs. It'll be a good time. And then hopefully Wheeler Walker will let me open for him. Wheeler, when are you coming on this podcast, motherfucker? Um, I watched some basketball last night. Uh, that fucking yesterday and two days ago, too. Oh, that James Harden. First of all, John Wall shot. I love John Wall. I love John Wall. I love John Wall. I know he plays for the bad guys but that dude is a stud i love the way he plays i love the intensity i love he's not a fucking crybaby. um and dude just plays hard man doesn't run doesn't bitch a lot just run just runs and plays hard love that dude uh and love it too can't wait for the celtics whiz in, in the in game seven but james listen I, I you know before the the rockets spurs game i went on twitter and said james harden is a superstar no doubt but the last superstar i'd want on my team Man, here's my point on James Harden. And for those of you who are like, who the fuck is James Harden? This is going to be about basketball, everybody. James Harden. He choked again, man. Dude choked again. Look at, look at, you know, that big comeback they had. What was that? In 2015 or so against the Clippers. Game six, right? He was on the bench for that. That wasn't him. He was on the bench for that. He was the one in the game for them to get down by 20. You know, he disappeared for Oklahoma City in the playoffs. And he disappeared again in the most important time. He disappeared. And I saw a, a stat for his clutch stats, like fourth quarter 
shots that either put it put a, put the team up or bring a or, or make it a tie game. And he's shooting like something like thirty percent. Dude is not a leader. Now he's a superstar. I would love to have him, but he's the last superstar I would want. And you're not going to win a championship with him. It's not that he choked everybody. It's not that he chokes. It's not that he misses shots. I got no problem with missing shots. Honestly, he didn't even take any fucking shots. Look, anybody who says that he's better than Westbrook, Westbrook would have went down swinging. That dude would have kept shooting. Harden just disappeared. Like, a f- he's soft. He does not have the mentality to be a winner. He- he's a great front runner. Great front runner. When things are going well, when he's in flow, he's amazing. But you knock him off his path a little bit, dude can't seem to get back on it. He is mentally weak. You cannot have that in a leader. You cannot have that in your number one. That is not, you're not going to end up winning anything. And for me, like, it dropped, look, great. So he gets you to 50 wins during the regular season. And by the way, D'Antoni, same thing. Great. So they have a great regular season. He has proven that his offense cannot win in the playoffs, period. He gets outcoached every time he goes against Pop because Pop knows he runs the same fucking offense all the time. Dude never adapts it. He never changes it. He never goes, well, you do this well, so let's change. This is the same fucking shit. Anyways, the reason I got on this sports stuff is I was talking to my friends here in Minneapolis, and they were talking about the new stadium that the Vikings built and all that shit, and it dawned on me, and maybe I'm oversimplifying this shit, but fuck the NFL. Fuck those guys, man. Making taxpayers pay for stadiums is the most ridiculous. Guys, they're, they are holding us over the barrel, which is bullshit. We should be holding them. The city should be holding the NFL over the barrel. There are only a certain amount of cities that can even support an NFL team, okay? Those cities need to get together and be like, hey, when McDonald's comes in here, next song, by the way, that just, ah, oh, good one, Cheap Trick, The Flame, good one, great song. Look, if McDonald's comes into a city, do they make the city pay for it? Uh, you better. And look, I know the argument is the city, the the team brings money and 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 uh, uh, tourists and helps businesses around it. I get it. I get. I get the argument. I get the argument. But why is the NFL needs cities to play in? Cities still survive without NFL teams. NFL teams cannot survive without cities. It's so backwards, everybody. Look, the Power and Light District in Kansas City. It's built up. There are fucking thousands of millions of people who go down there and party every weekend. If a new store wanted to go in there, would they be like, hey, Kansas City, you need to build us this fucking Dave and Busters because, you know, people are going to come to the Dave and Busters. No. Kansas City's like, fuck you. People are going to go do something anyways. Whatever. We're already paying their employees with our tickets and our jerseys and our concessions. You're already paying their employees. I have to pay for your building too? It is so backwards. And Goodell is such a fucking thief and a liar and a motherfucker. Guys, we have to... The NFL, the the airlines, all these big businesses don't give a shit about us. Because we just keep spending our money. And by the way... The stockholders are your neighbors. Talk to them. 
Did you? Did I, American Airlines. <laughs> American fucking Airlines. An hour and 20 minutes to wait for my bag last week at LAX. You know what they told me? We're understaffed. You're understaffed. You're charging $50 a bag. It's like $500 a ticket. What? It's like $9 for Pringles. What are you understaffed? That's like going to Disneyland and saying we're understaffed. I just paid $27 for a pickle. How could you be understaffed? I know you're paying that dude $4 an hour. Like, what the fuck? They're, they're, the greed is so crazy. And we just all have to get together and stand up. If it's greed that drives them, then we have to take their money. But we just can't be treated like just little bitches all the time. I'm just tired of it. Being, You know, these guys, when they're like giving their bonuses to their, you know, the CEOs and shit. And guys who get like, who are already making $40 million a year and get like a $10 million bonus. Fuck you. And that's even low. They're really getting like a hundred, like the, the big businesses. Guys, if you as a big business said, hey, all these people were giving bonuses to. And say maybe the bonuses add up to, or whatever, the stock bonus. Out of all the salaries and all the bonuses, if you took $10 million of that and be like, hey, we're actually going to put it back into the customers so we can put an extra baggage guy at LAX. Yeah, I know you're not going to make $200 million this year. You're going to make $199 million. Because we're going to make our business better, and we're going to make it so... Uh, people have better days, so 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 we do our job better. Nobody fucking thinks like that. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. It's like if I kept going to the, like if I had a girl, I was dating this girl, and every time I went over there, she put a strap on on, and I was like, maybe tomorrow she won't fuck me in the ass. But I was went back because she had such a pretty face. I'm going to keep getting lured back in by the face. If I keep getting fucked in the ass, that's my fault. That's not the right analogy. Because once I saw the strap on, I'd probably walk out. But I'll think of a better analogy next time. I I told you I planned some stuff. I didn't plan all of it. <laughs> I can't plan all of it. I'm not I'm not that I'm not that adept at organization, but I did also promise myself one thing also. I was going to go, and I haven't been on the TMZ website, not kidding, since I left Chelsea. But I would, I promised myself that I would go back to TMZ once a week for you guys. Well, not for you guys, for me, to see if this is, uh, to see if this is something that I would still want to talk about. And I would just go down and see what we got. Okay. All right. And here we go. I don't even know who that is, so that doesn't really help me too much for me to give you the story. Paris Jackson says, Nudity is no big deal. It makes us human. So Paris Jackson, Paris Jackson, Michael Jackson's 19-year-old daughter, posed a f- posted a photo of herself sunbathing in the nude. Oh, no. Being naked is part of what makes, makes us human. I have to tell you, I... I would never make a stand like that. Do you know what I mean? But I don't really. Nudity's not my hang up either. By the way, next song, everybody. Common. I love Common. Common is rocking right now. The Corner. Um, I, I Nudity is not my hang up either. 
I mean, not my hang-up either. I honestly would do more, like, stupid naked stuff just for jokes because I have a lot of that stuff, but, but, but it backfires on me because I have people scream shit like, take your shirt off at my show, and there's no real good, oh, my God, Kelly Clarkson's going to be a... Uh, 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 judge on the voice get the fuck out oh I'm so excited oh that's right somebody tweeted me that oh I'm so excited are you kidding me are you I mean you guys know how much I like Kelly Clarkson right who's she replacing oh I don't know I like Alicia and Gwen Stefani so much guys I like the voice who is gonna be I mean Kelly Clarkson is going to be the best. She's got the best voice. I love her because she has that I don't really give a shit attitude. she got the best fucking voice in the world. I am super excited. Cynthia Mignon! I can't breathe for the first time. I'm so moving on. Yeah, yeah. I you. Yeah, yeah. I Oh, guys, come on. You know that's, right, like the best thing you've ever heard in your life, right? I mean, that's like top five voices you've ever heard. Don't don't, don't, don't pretend like, I, oh, come on. I just fangirled out a bunch. Oh, and I just saw this dude took a fastball to the face in the, the oh, my God. Oh, poor Chris Iannetta. But the picture, if you go on TMZ right now, there is a picture. of the, It looks like he's eating the ball. A 93-mile-an-hour fastball to the face. Here, Here's the thing. If I took a 93-mile-an-hour fastball to the face, there for sure would be zero chance I ever played baseball again. Ever played. But I don't think I would recover. I don't think I'd recover. I've, I, for those of you who have never been hit with a baseball, like that shit hurts. I played college baseball. That shit fucking hurts. But I, you know, I played college baseball without a um, without a cup. I did not wear a cup when I played college baseball. You know what's funny? Maybe the best insult I've ever heard. And it may have been the best insult I've ever heard just because of the dude that got insulted and the relationship I had with him. When I was a sophomore in college, I was all conference. I hit over 400. Um, I played outfield. We... We we came in. We shared first place in the conference championship. Uh, it was a great season. The next year, the coach did not get asked back, and this guy, Coach Brown, came. And Coach Brown just didn't like me. We got off to a bad start also. Uh, I was penciled in to start in left field. And um, a couple days before the opening game, I tweaked an ab muscle. And for those of you, you tweak like a oblique or something in baseball. That's tough because that's your whole swinging motion. But I was also young, right? So you recover kind of quick, but I needed like two weeks. And so this dude came in and played left field. And uh, he never gave me my job back, right? Oh, love this song. Chris Knight, Crooked Road, everybody. Um. But I sat on the bench anyways and had a good time. And, you know, I was a, when I sat on the bench, I just was a wise ass. And I had long hair at the time. And other, when we went and traveled, uh, 
the other stands used to call me Cher and shit like that. It was really funny. I had skinny little legs, which were in these tight baseball pants, but I always had a little bit of an ass. So skinny little legs, ass, and Cher hair. It was just ridiculous sticking out of the helmet. Um, but my coach was this dude, big dude, ex-football player at USC, uh, an amazing catcher in the Dodgers organization. Uh, but then he got in a car accident and crushed his feet and could never play sports again. So he was a little mad in general. I'm not going to say his name, but he was a little mad in general. Did not like me. I was not old school. I did not kowtow to him, and I like to run my mouth a little bit. So he basically sat me on the end of the bench. Oh, I got a great baseball story to tell you next time about us throwing up on the bus. We got fucked up. Um, but so we're at this place, I think called Soul Ross. I think that was the college in Texas. And my coach was this big, a little overweight, lumbering dude. And we're in Sol Ross. And uh, I, again, is not, I'm not playing. I'm at the end of the bench just fucking around with a couple of my friends. And he, <laughs> he goes to take out the pitcher. And somebody from the other stands screams out, Hey, sit down, coach. Your fries aren't ready yet. And I just about lost my fucking mind. I couldn't believe it. Oh, it was so damn funny. Oh my god. Uh, and I can't. I was laughing. Nobody else on the bench was laughing because they were scared of him. And when he came back to the bench, he sat down. He looked down at the end the whole bench, and he goes, "Well, I hope you laugh at that. That was pretty damn funny." And everyone was like, "Ah!" Sol Ross was the first university, I think it was Sol Ross, where they had separate houses on campus for people who were married with kids. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was it. Um, yeah. Anyways. Guys, I think... I think... I'm going to go now. I want to go to the uh, gym. And I want to go... What else do I want to do? I, I'm getting ready for my shows tonight in Minneapolis. Oh, guys, next week, Omaha. The week after that, San Francisco with my beautiful Bethany Ashton Wolf. The week after that, Charlotte. The week after that, Jacksonville. And then I'm basically taking a month and a half off. Yeah. But um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick around for one last song um, because I want to make sure that I give you guys at least a half an hour. That is if the battery sticks for half an hour. Will it stick for a half an hour? Um, so it, since I'm planning these out now, I would love for you guys to send me um, some questions or whatever. Somebody did ask me to tell my favorite Chelsea story. So I will tell you my favorite Chelsea story. I have two of them. Uh, maybe I'll tell you the next one next time. We were on a boat. And um, listen, I've said before my favorite thing about her is that uh, she has the three qualities that I look for the most in a person, which is honesty, loyalty, and generosity. To a fault. By the way, once you're out with her, out, you don't get any of those three. Well, you get honesty. You'll always get that shit. Um, but uh, so we were on a boat. She had paid for 14 of us to go on the vacation of a fucking lifetime. Um, and I hate to call it a boat because we all had our own room. Plus, the people who worked there had rooms. It was massive, and it was amazing, and she didn't make any of us pay, lift a fucking hand for anything, right? It was just a thank you. And so, oh, little B-I-G. Come on. 
And so, uh, and by the way, let me know if you like this music playing in the background idea. I don't mind that shit at all. Um, so she comes out of her room and she goes, I took that pill, Sue. And Sue was somebody who still works on her show now. And Sue was like, I don't know what you're talking about. She was like, that pill you left by the bed, I took that pill. And we were, she was, Sue was like, I don't, I don't have any idea. I didn't leave a pill. And she looked around. She was like, who left that pill by the bed for me to take? And we were all like, nobody left a pill for you to take. And I was like, you just saw a pill and took it? And she was like, yeah, I thought somebody left it out for me. We're not all taking pills? And it was like nine in the morning. I was like, fucking, we're eating eggs. Nobody's taking pills yet, right? Yet. That was the key. And uh, it turned out that the person who cleaned the room when Chelsea was in the shower found a pill under the bed, which I guess was from the people who had been on the boat before. And I was like, Chelsea, you just found a pill and just took it? And she was like, yeah, I always do that. Which means that she just fucking finds pills. And if they're in her house, she just assumes that they're there for her to take. And she just takes them, even if she doesn't know what they are. So we just sat and watched her like a fucking science experiment for the next hour. I would be like, do you feel any tingles or what do you feel like right now? But yeah, that's it, that's one of my favorite things about her. So listen, when you send me in anything you want to talk about, any questions, any anything like that, just, you know, hashtag fairly normal, send them to me and I'll make sure that I see all of them and I'll answer them all. And we'll, this will be a combo diary question answering just me. God, and what'd you think? I actually had some things planned to talk about. A couple of them were sports. I know that that doesn't do something for everybody, but what are we going to do? I can just, as I'm starting to learn, guys. I have to do what I like. And I've kind of left sports off of here because I know a lot of my people who follow me aren't that into sports. And I'm sorry. Like, I just really have to start to do the things that make me happy, which is why I'm playing guitar on stage, which is why, you know, you may hear some more sports talk, which is why, I don't know, that this right now doesn't have any rhyme or reason because I haven't figured out what it is on here that makes me truly happy. So I hope you will take this fucking journey with me, guys. I'm on a a new journey. If you hear that me on here talking about things I want to try and do, and you're like, this dude's all over the place. Because right now, I kind of feel like I am. And I'm going to land. And when I land, I can't fucking wait to see where I land because I'm actually looking for what makes me happy now. I'm actually looking for what makes me happy. Not what I enjoy doing. I don't know if there's a difference. I enjoy doing stand-up. I don't know right now in its present state and how I'm doing it if it makes me totally happy. I don't know if that makes any sense. But um, I am going to find what makes me happy. I fucking 100%. And from there, life is going to be great. That's why I say it's never too late to start this shit for you. You guys too. Go find what makes you happy. Let's all do that shit. How great would that be if we all just did what makes us happy? Outside of like shooting heroin in your eyeballs, you know, and fingering cats. Like those kind of things. If those two things make you happy, you're going to have to find, like there's going to have to be some substitutions. Um, Last song. Oh, a living legend, everybody. George Strait, living and living well. We had a fucking crazy blend of music in here today. But yeah, 
Uh, happy to do this. This is, uh, the, I think for right now, the new form of this. Um, ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. Man, guys, please spread the word about my shows. For those of you who have seen my shows, just let everybody know if you had a good time. I don't mind you being honest. Now, if you saw my show five years ago and you're like, he, you weren't good, I can't argue that. Come to a show now. That's all I would say. If you've seen a show and you're like, man, I didn't fucking like that, come to a show. Come to a show. It's uh, different and better. I'm just better than I was. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This is, we're doing what makes us happy. Remember, do one thing for somebody else. I should tell you what I did today. I finally did give away that basketball to a little boy who could not have been more happy to have a Spider-Man basketball. Tears to his eyes. His mom was super excited, and it made me feel really good, man. Made me feel really good. And uh, I did that. I also bought somebody a frozen yogurt. Well, it wasn't yogurt. It's something called kefir, which I need for my stomach. But they have this frozen kefir, which is kind of like frozen yogurt. Oh, it was so good, guys. I'm a fucking addicted to frozen kefir. It is so good. It's tart. I threw a little strawberry on there. I almost jerked off on the counter. Not really. I love you guys. Let's go do some fucking good. You ready? I am. Later.